You're a busy provider trying to stay current with the latest HIV testing, prevention, and treatment guidelines, and your pockets are overflowing with note cards. You need a convenient, trustworthy source for HIV testing, treatment, prevention, and care protocols. All healthcare professionals have a role in stopping HIV. Introducing HIV Care Tools from the AIDS Education and Training Center program. The HIV Care Tools mobile app is simple, free, and fully functional offline or online. It features quick guides for HIV prevention, screening, testing, diagnosis, and treatment. HIV Care Tools provides common clinical calculators used in HIV management and provide validated screening tools for comorbidities such as depression, substance use disorders, and PTSD. And if you need clinician-to-clinician consultation, HIV Care Tools provides one-touch access to free clinical consultation services by a multidisciplinary team of experts. Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today. Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, I'm sitting down with John Farragon to talk about some data that was recently published that looked at racial and ethnic differences in patients receiving therapy upon entering HIV care. Welcome again, John. Thanks, Mariana. Glad to be here today again. So, John, let's just dive right in. Tell us about this new study that may be of interest for our listeners. Yeah, so um, what I thought I'd do, this is, again, another journal club kind of type uh, podcast, and uh, this study actually was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, uh, in early 2023. Uh, and this is a study that looked at the NA Accord database, and many of you may be familiar with that. They've looked at cardiovascular disease, and there's been other cuts of NA Accord over the years. Uh, but it, it looked at um, uh, estimates uh, of racial and ethnic differences in, in prescription uh, prescriptions for integrase containing ART regimens among adults. So this is for uh, persons with HIV who were entering into care. Um, and the question is whether or not the use of an NCF baseline is different for different different um, racial and ethnic differences. differences. And this was in, uh, again, these are people entering into care in the United States. So they, they cut out just the United States patients. And they also examined variations in these differences over time in relation to changes in the treatment guidelines. So, so in the background, they also had timing of when the guidelines changed and um, do those do those things change over time. So it's interesting to look at to see what care is like across a large um, population of different racial and ethnic backgrounds, really to kind of see what providers are doing and, and to see if maybe they do something different for different groups uh, for uh, for new HIV regimens when, when, you know, when they first when they first come out. So how exactly was this study conducted? Yeah, so Marianne, again, this these studies are retrospective. The, the, the NA Accord is a database. So it's a database retrospective observational studies. And what they did was they looked at um, just over 40, just under 43,000. So 42,841 adults who are entering HIV care. And that was from October 12th of 2007. That was when the first integrase uh, uh, INSTI was approved, which is Raltegavir. And then uh, they looked at them through April 30th, 2019, more than 200 clinical sites uh, contributing to the NA Accord study in the United States. So what they did was basically look at the probability 
of initial prescription of ART within one month of care entry, and the probability probability of being prescribed integrase-containing ART. So, so basically, they compared these differences among non-Hispanic Black and Hispanic patients amongst non-Hispanic white patients. And so they did this uh, by estimated by calendar year and then the time period in relation to the changes in the national guidelines uh, on the timing of treatment initiation and recommended initial treatment regimens in the guidelines. So the bottom line, based on the guidelines, they're asking the question, basically, did providers do something different um, for different racial and ethnic backgrounds as it relates to new treatment regimens for those who are newly infected um, uh, with, with HIV? And what exactly did they find? Yeah, so um, again, when they looked at the analysis, forty-one, a little over 41,000 patients were included in the analysis. 47% of them were non-Hispanic Black, 16% Hispanic, 33, 33% non-Hispanic White, and most of those were male 85%, and the median age was 42 years. So just kind of give you a sense of the, the population. So what they found was that among adults, the one-month probability of, of a ART prescription was not significantly different across most races and ethnicities. Now, I think this is one of the most important parts of the study because it suggests that therapy, regardless of what you're picking, um, therapy was not being withheld or delayed for different patients. And I think that's very comforting because we we talk a lot about disparities in HIV care, uh, and it, not just in HIV, but in other disease states as well. And here, at least based on this large database study, it appears that the the timing of initial therapy for that that one month probability of getting an ART prescription is very similar across across different uh, different races and ethnicities. And so the the real question here is what meds were started, and that's really the question that they're asking. But so if you look at Black and Hispanic patients in the in the very very beginning of the study, they actually were significantly less likely than white patients to receive an integrase-containing ART. And again, this is an early time period when they were first available, however, not actually on the guidelines yet. Um, but when they looked at, once the guidelines changed, right, and they put integrase inhibitors on the kind of, on the guidelines, um, the um, uh, the use of INSTI integrase-based regimens was, was not different uh, based on diff- different races and ethnicities. So in the very beginning, before instances are available, but not on the guidelines, it appears that more white patients were likely to receive those meds. But if you look back at, um, at once the guidelines changed and they were available and they're on the guidelines, there's no really no difference in white patients versus black or, or, or Hispanic non-white uh, patients for getting those um, once those once those recommendations were changed to being the initial therapy for most people with HIV. So in your opinion, what would you say are the implications of all of this? Yeah, so so I think I think part of it is um, there's always the key pieces of a lot of these studies are, are found in the discussion. And sometimes the editorial sometimes will, will accompany some of the studies in the same issue. But in this study, I think the authors discuss in detail that prior studies have looked at integrase inhibitor prescribing, have shown that differences exist among transgender and even homeless patients. But most of those were done just in major cities, for example, inner city Baltimore, D.C., and San Francisco. So this cohort is much larger and across a broader group of patients across the country. So I think for me, the the thing that's the implication here is that it's comforting that the changes in practice that are happening is actually mirroring changes that are actually happening in the guidelines over time. So they, in addition, you know, they state specifically that perhaps the availability and frequent updating of national HIV guidelines may actually drive clinical care for our patients, and that these guidelines that are actually uh, that are actually being 
uh, being published are actually being utilized for persons with HIV. And even uh, and even in this case, may actually even have a have a more positive effect on care disparities in our individual populations overall across the United States. John, as we begin to wrap up, are there any you know additional key takeaways from the study that providers need to know about? Yeah, so I think for me, in my mind, when I when I read this study, I think it it tells me that the national guidelines are working. So we we all know. Um, um, uh, you know, uh, HIV care. I, I think we all try to follow the guidelines, especially for new starts and newly identified persons uh, uh, with HIV. And this is really reflected in this analysis. I think the timing, you know, within a month, the same same number of patients, regardless of what race uh, and ethnic background, um, you know, both, all patients were getting therapy. But more importantly, I think it reflects likely that the clinical care in HIV is actually in agreement with consensus guidelines over time. So if you look at the, you know, when these guidelines change, you know, and then you do see that change happening in, in real life, I, I think despite some of the small differences in the early time points, I think care for persons with HIV uh, was consistent regardless of race, uh, especially after guideline changes to recommend integrase inhibitors at baseline for most patients. I think what we could consider looking at in the future, Mariana, is is over time, whether the clinical outcomes over time differ for new patients starting on entities. For example, do we know how patients do in this NA court study? Do we know how patients do over time if, if you were if you're black, non-Hispanic, um, uh, white, versus white patients to see if there if there's difference in 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 outcomes. And I think in large databases such as this NA Accord over time really could be utilized to answer some of these more more difficult questions to tease out. John, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about this new and important study addressing possible disparities in care for people with HIV. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaatc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nikaatc.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.